Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for this week's sermon. I'm excited to share with you a message I believe the Lord has given me that is going to challenge you and strengthen and encourage your heart for the journey God has you on. Stick around afterwards so I can say a prayer over you, your situation, and your family. Thank you again for joining us. Amen. Once you stand up this morning, if you've got your Bibles, turn to the book of Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. And I want to preach from this topic to you today, created to make a difference. Created to make a difference. Jeremiah chapter 1. Are you ready to hear the word of the Lord this morning? Amen. Jeremiah chapter 1, beginning with verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, so Jeremiah talks to God and he says this, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces. I am with you to deliver you says the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for your word that it is life, that it is life-giving. And Father, it also come and speaks to our hearts to challenge us and change us. And so Father, right now, I just pray that you help us. Give us the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now to hear what you're saying to us in this season of our life. May we be listening to what you were saying to us, what you were calling us to do. And we thank you, Father, for this time together. And at the end of the day, we will give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor for you alone are worthy of it all and all God's people together said amen look at your neighbor and say you look great today and you may be seated any of you remember playing with something like this growing up this is one of those, some of you seen the, I like the ones better that you open up and it gets your fingers in there and, you know, little uh, red and blue ones, it smashes your fingers, I'm just kidding. But anyway, I, I don't know where we got this at. My wife bought it, she's a bargain shopper, it costs $3 somewhere, maybe a garage sale, maybe a thrift store. She went to the thrift stores yesterday and came back with um, all kinds of new toys for the boys, but they cost about a dollar each, so I said, praise the Lord. I can go, go buy my clothes at Dillard's now, thank you for doing that, Amen. <laughs> Benjamin, we have a little routine with him in the mornings, and he likes to get up, and he likes to go and play, and, and for a long time, this is one of the things he wanted to do. He wanted to play, and so we would get this out, and we would pour out all the different pieces, and then I would say, where exactly does this go? And he knows that it's a triangle, and it goes there, but this is funny. My son loves being funny, so he thinks it's funny. He says, no, no, and then he would find the right one and throw it in there. And he would do that because he learned something that this object was created and this object was created and they had a purpose behind their creation. The purpose was for kids to learn their shapes and they learned, and this is a triangle, it goes into the place where the triangle goes and so they learned the shapes and how to do that and he realizes this has a purpose and a place. I want you to know today you were created on purpose. 
You were created on purpose. I don't care what your mama and daddy said to you. I don't care if they said to you or if you overheard them telling somebody, we didn't expect this one to come along. We didn't expect this one to be born. I want to tell you this morning, you were not a surprise to God. You were not a surprise to God's eternal plan. That God created you on purpose purpose that God tells Jeremiah, Jeremiah, before you even were born, before I formed you, number one, he's telling Jeremiah, I formed you. It's why we believe that God knits us together in our mother's womb. Before I formed you, here's the thing about forming today. I thought about also bringing some Play-Doh up here today, and I didn't. I've said this to you before, but whenever you create something out of Play-Doh and you form something, you know what happens? All of a sudden, you create it, and then if you go back and try to recreate that or do the same exact thing, it's going to look different. If I was to make something cookie cutter today everything would be the same but when you form something with your hands it doesn't matter how many times you try something is going to be different about each and everything that you form maybe the ridges of your hands were more evident in one object than the other maybe your hand was was uh, forming a little bit different this time but every single object is different and every one of us have been formed by almighty god we are different we are created different that God looks at us and he says you're not going to be like anybody else I say this here all the time but I just love to say it when God got done building some of you he looked at you and he said I will never do that again The truth is that God forms us. And when I understand that, I understand I have been formed by God. I might not like what I see all the time, but do you realize when God looks at you, he sees his masterpiece. He sees that you are created in his image. That you look at yourself and you say, I don't like that. But God says, listen, you understand I don't make junk. And I created you with a own purpose. I created you on purpose. That God formed you. That God put you together. And today you need to realize you are no accident you were born with purpose you were born with destiny and that God created you and he said in 2022 I need one of them on the earth I need one of them to understand their assignment and God created you on purpose amen the word on the word uh, form there literally means to be molded so God molded you and put you together but the thing I want you to see secondly is you weren't created just on purpose but you were created with a purpose. You were created with a purpose on this earth. That anything that God creates, he puts a purpose. God creates the stars. They have a purpose. God creates animals. If you want to tell me, that the re- I know there's a reason, but I, I don't like the reasons that snakes and spiders and mosquitoes exist. But guess what? Even those creatures we don't like, they have a purpose in the ecosystem. They have a purpose being here. Anything God creates, he puts a purpose on it. And today I want you to realize if you're still breathing, God still has a purpose for your life. If you're still alive, alive today God still has a reason you are here and he created you on purpose and he created you with a purpose and God tells Jeremiah Jeremiah I formed you and I called you to do something I called you to be a prophet to the nations and God looks at you and he says to you today I have created you with a purpose to make a difference and God put you here for a reason amen I believe the reason that we were created, not just to worship God, that's part of it, but I believe part of the reason we were created was to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Difference. We were created to do what Jesus taught us in his prayer. Pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we were created to do this. How many of you remember the movie Castaway? Anybody remember that movie? 
In the movie Castaway, Tom Hanks plays this man, Chuck Nolan, who works for FedEx, and the plane goes down. He's the only one that survives. And when he gets washed up on this island by himself, there's some boxes that get washed up with him. He opens all the boxes except one. One of those has a volleyball in it. And if you remember, it's Wilson. He puts a face on there so he has somebody to talk to. My wife understands I was an only child and I was single for many years. So um, yesterday morning we're sitting at breakfast and out of nowhere, we don't know where he got it from, why, our Benjamin just looks at me and says, why are you acting so weird? That's what my two-year-old said to me. Um, and we don't know where he got it from. He just said it out of nowhere. Why? I said, well, number one, I'm not acting. Number two, it's hereditary. So you're going to enjoy this one day. But my, my wife, Sarah, said, Benjamin, I think the same thing when I walk around, Justin's talking to himself in the house. So um, all of us have this, we need this Wilson. Here's, here, he builds Wilson so he has somebody to talk to. But if you remember, he's there for four years. There's one box that he never opens. And at the end of the movie, he goes up a dusty road in Texas, and he drops off this box. And if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, we don't even know what the contents of the box was. You're waiting the whole time to find out. I don't think we ever find out. The point is, it wasn't what was in the box. It was that the box existed gave him a purpose. He said, I want to get off of here because I'm going to make sure this is delivered. And when you have a purpose in life, no matter what storms you face, no matter what you come up against, when you have a purpose in life, you have a reason to keep going. You have a reason to keep breathing. You have a reason to make a difference. Listen, all of us have different purposes, and I believe our purposes can change through seasons of our life. But for some of you, your parents today, your season right now, your purpose is to pour into those kids, to help mold them and shape them into who God wants them to be. That will change one day. One day you'll be a grandparent and you'll love seeing the kids you'll love them coming and you'll love them leaving amen your favorite lights aren't christmas lights they're the the lights on the back of that car as they're heading out and you get to lay down and rest because the kids are gone for a little while you have different seasons in life. We have different seasons that we're called to. But here's what the enemy wants you to do. The enemy wants you to be unaware of God's purpose on your life. In Ephesians, Paul says this, Awake, you that sleep, wake up. And a lot of times we act like God just wants us to wake up for our need for him, or wake up for salvation, and we need that. But I believe you need to wake up to the purpose and the destiny for your life today. You need to wake up and realize God has you here for a reason, and you're going through the season you're going through for a reason even in difficult seasons we can bring glory to God by how we walk through that season and I believe God has a purpose and a plan and a destiny for everything that we walk through and I believe that God is calling us to understand why was I put here and as you understand that all of a sudden your life begins to matter because you recognize the assignment on your life amen Here's what God tells Jeremiah. He says, Jeremiah, by the way, let me say this to you. This scripture was one of those that I held on to growing up. That whenever people would try to pull me away to do things as a kid, I was called to preach when I was 11 years old. And I knew God had a purpose and a plan on my life. 
And when my friends would try to pull me away to do things, God would remind me of this verse, that I have created you for a purpose. And this verse saved me a lot of trouble, not saying I was perfect, I was not a perfect kid, uh, but I can tell you this, this, this scripture saved me a lot of heartache and a lot of trouble because I realized my life mattered, that God put me here on planet Earth for a reason. And at a young age, that is why every single night when I put my son Benjamin to bed, I pray over him and I say over him, you have a purpose and a destiny over your life. You are our beloved son in whom we're well pleased. And God created you for a reason, Benjamin. And I pray that over him every single night because I want him to grow up knowing that his life matters. And God tells Jeremiah, I created you and I sanctified you. Here's what the word sanctified means. It literally means to be set apart. Let me just say this to you theologically. We believe in sanctification, that idea that we are being changed. We are being created in the image of God. This is not what he's saying. He's not saying that before you were born, I sanctified you in the sense of holiness. We believe in sanctification. But literally what he means here is, Jeremiah, I have set you apart. Now, part of the process of knowing God is understanding our sanctification. Every day, I'm becoming more like Jesus. So every day, I'm being shaped and molded. But what he's saying is here, Jeremiah, before you were born, I already set you apart. I believe I have this crazy idea that God did this for everybody. Just some people have recognized it, and some haven't. I believe God set everybody apart for a purpose. He wasn't saying, Jeremiah, I like you better than that person. I like you better than that baby. So I called you and I didn't call them. I believe God set every single one of us apart, but until you recognize that and step into your purpose and destiny, you will never understand everything God has for your life. Amen? I'm preaching way better than you're shouting this morning. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Look at what Paul says. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Come out from among them. Have you ever felt like, looked at your life and the people you're around, and you felt like you were different than them? Have you ever been around people and you feel like, I'm not like all these other people? And I believe that God sets us apart for a reason. God creates us and he sets us apart. And it's okay to be different. You were called, and Peter says this, you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, the people, God's own people. You have been set apart for God's purposes. And so stop trying to be like everybody else. Realize you were called to be different. You were called to be set apart. You were called to be a star that shined in the sky and if you were like everybody else it would just look the same but God says I have created you to be different set you apart for my purposes and when you understand this come out from among, don't let the culture tell you how you're called to live don't let your friends around you tell you how you're supposed to act you begin to realize I am who God says I am it doesn't matter if everybody in the world likes me it doesn't matter what they say about me it matters what he says and because of that I am going to live my life on purpose I am going to be different than everybody else I have called not to be the same I have been called to be different and there's nothing wrong with that amen so many times we want to fit in we want everybody to like us and fit in and God says I, I created you to be different don't be upset about that I created you to be I created you to be separate I created you not to fit in but I created you to be who God has called you to be it's the thing there may be somebody with your same name you ever googled your name before you can get some weird responses there may be somebody with your same name living on planet Earth right now, but I would be willing to bet, 
and I'm not a betting man, but if I, if I was, I would be willing to bet. There is probably not somebody with your same name, born on your same day, at the exact same time, at the exact same hospital that you were born in. So you know what that means? You are the best you that you can be. God doesn't have another version of you. So you are the best one that you can be. And when you understand that, that I can't be anybody else, I can't be like everybody else, but I can be who God has called me to be. And when you understand those purposes in your life, when you understand that God has created you on purpose, that God meant for you to be here, that you were not an accident, and you were created with a purpose, that God created you with gifts and talents, things you can do that I can't do. And when you understand your need in the body of Christ, that God has connected you to a body because this body needs what you can do. This body needs what you have to give, what you bring to the table. And as you understand that purpose and that destiny, and you begin to walk in that it might not always be clear it might not always make sense but as you walk out the purpose and the plans for your life I believe God unfolds those things little by little by little until the, the God unfolds what he wants to do but you continue to walk in the plan that God has for you amen so why don't we live on, on purpose several things I believe number one is probably fear inadequacy insecurity and listen to what Jeremiah says Lord, you don't want me to talk. I'm too young. They won't listen to me. God, you don't want me to be the one. I'm young. And listen to what God tells him. I love this. God tells Jeremiah, Jeremiah, don't say you're too young. I've given you the words. I've given you the ability. I've given you what you need. And then he says, do not be afraid of their faces. If you ever take a class on public speaking, they teach you a few things, okay? And there's, there's, there's some I like better than others. One thing they say is to picture everybody in their underwear. I've never understood that, and I've never done that, thankfully. But the other thing they tell you is if you're scared to speak in public, do you realize the number one fear in America is not death? The number one fear is public speaking. The second fear is death. People would rather die than have to speak in public. So here's what they teach you. When you get up in front of people, if you're nervous, don't look at them. Look above their heads. Make them think you're looking at them. But just look above their heads. Because why? If you ever lock eyes with somebody while you're talking, it can make it really awkward if you look really strange at somebody while you're talking. Just kidding. Now, if you ever do that, because it can make it uncomfortable, they say, look above. Look above them. Why? Because don't look at their face, because their face may say, like some of you do right now, why am I even here this morning? <laughs> just kidding. If you look at their face, their face may tell you something that makes you want to cringe or makes you want to be quiet or makes you want to quit. So they say, look above them. Notice what God tells Jeremiah. Don't be afraid of their faces. Jeremiah, you're going to speak my words. And not everybody's going to like it. You're going to say what I've called you to say, and not everybody's going to agree with you. And you're going to have some looks on your face. There's going to be some people that look at you like they want to take you out. They're going to look at you like they hate you, they can't stand you, and everything you're saying is wrong. But do not be afraid of their faces. You say my words. And listen to me. What we need to realize, we are called to speak the truth in love. Not just speak the truth and be rude about it. We are called to speak the truth in love. But as we stand on the truth in love, I believe God 
goes with us. He gives us a purpose and a reason and a destiny, and he helps us, gives us the words to say, but we are called not to let people intimidate us and scare us. And listen, so many times we get intimidated by others. Well, they know more about this than I do, so God can't use me. Listen to me. I want you to know God can't, you know when God can't use you is when you allow not to, when you allow him not to use you. If you, if you say yes to God, he can use you. But the times he can't is when you make the choice to not allow yourself to be used by God. I believe we are called to decide, say, Lord, I want you to use me. And here's the thing. God looks at you and he says, some of you think because of your past, some of you think because of fear, some of you think because of all these things. And God says, don't let anything hold you back from what I have for you. I have created you on purpose and with a purpose. I have created you with a destiny. I have created you to make a difference. Now you go forth and you be who I have called you to be. And some of you this morning, if you would begin to live a life on purpose, all of a sudden things around you would change. If you would begin to live a life understanding God has called you, it would change how you treat those around you because you realize if I go to Walmart I'm not just going to buy this and this but I have an assignment from God that I am going to interact with whoever I interact with and I'm going to let the love of Christ flow through me I'm going to do it the right way I'm not going to get in line and gripe out loud about how Sam Walton's rolling over in his grave because every single line is closed and it's taking me an hour to check out of here you don't have to amen me amen you know it's true I'm not going to gripe. I'm bad about this. I'm not going to gripe all the way up I-35, how I've been here 14 years down in Purcell. And between Paul's Valley and Norman, they've been working on this thing for 14 and a half years. My word, when they're going to get done with this stuff. I understand. But you know what? What if I live my life on assignment? What if I realize maybe God put me in a long line in Walmart? Maybe it was just my choice because I chose the person that's brand new and they don't know what they're doing. But maybe, what if God put me here on purpose because there's somebody in line that I need to talk to, to share the love of Jesus? What if, I, what if I woke up every day and I realized that what I think is a detour, what I think is something in my life that is bothering me, some, or something in my life that is a bother, what if God looks at it not as a detour, but he looks at it as my destiny, that I have created you and put you in that place so that you could show my love to other people? What if our life began to be lived that way? What if we realize this, that everywhere I go, I am called to be light, I am called to be salt, I am called to make a difference. And listen to me this morning, I just feel like God sent me with a simple message, that God wants you to know your life matters to him, and your life matters to others. That God created you on purpose. And today, some of you walked in here wondering, why do I even exist? Why does this life even matter? Why keep going? What's going on? Why do I need to do all these things? And God sent me today just to tell you, he created you on purpose it is not an accident and he created you with a destiny and with a purpose and when you begin to understand that that you are fearfully and wonderfully made that God said I want you and I want you using the gifts and the talents you have been given listen the reason this church is where it's at right now I, I can tell you this statistically a pastor by himself can only grow a church to about 100 and 150 people after that other things have to happen for the church to grow 
Our church has been growing. Even in the summertime, it's been growing. And you know why it's growing? It's not because of me, because I, I love this. I can't take credit for it. It's growing because people understand their assignment, and people are going out of here, and they're inviting people. They're loving people. They're talking to people. People say, well, what do you do? Where do you go to church? They tell them and others. The way a church grows and the way people get ministered to is not because a pastor does everything. It's because the church begins to realize. And I want you to know this morning, every single one of us have been called to be ministers. I'm the one that has, has the opportunity and the honor to stand before you and speak, but I want you to know I am no more a minister than you are a minister. God doesn't favor me any more than he favors you. Every single one of us have been called to be and kings. We have been called to make a difference. We have been called to minister. Every single one of us has an anointing on our life to minister to the sphere of influence God has given us. And today, you are a minister of God. And by the way, if you, if you say, well, I don't have a reverend on my name, you can go online and get it for like $25 if you need to do that. So, If you need that little title, you're welcome to go do that. It's pretty cheap. My point is, a title doesn't give you any more, any more merit of being a minister than anybody else. Just because you have a title before your name doesn't mean anything. That you were created a minister. You know what the word minister means? It literally means to serve. It's all it means. If you understand the word minister in the Greek, it literally means to serve. When Peter says that the gifts God has given you minister to them to others, he means serve. So every one of us, I don't care if you're the pastor on the stage or whatever we're doing, there is nothing beneath us. I'll clean toilets if I have to. I'll be glad to do it. There is nothing beneath us. We are all called to serve. We are all called to make a difference. We are all called to minister and can you imagine 500 people who recognize the purpose and the plan and the destiny on their life and 500 people who understand they are called to minister going from this place out there and turning this world upside down because they realize who they are and when people begin to understand that something awakens inside of you, awake thou that sleepest, awake up, wake up to your purpose because the enemy just wants you to not care and to get through life. One of the, the, the biggest concerns in the world to me is not just, is, you know, sin's a big deal, I get it. But you know what destroys Christians on a regular basis? is not just sin, it's apathy. It's apathy. It's complacency. It's doing nothing. Until you feel forced to do. And you know what? If I didn't live from a place of complacency, where I woke up and realized, what is the goal God has for my life? What is it God wants me to understand in this season? Maybe it's a season you're going through and God's walking you through some things. And God says, what are the goals for this season? And let me help you get there. And I, and I begin to wake up with a purpose and a reason. Listen, I believe it can be practical and spiritual. Maybe right now in your life you're walking through a season and God's saying, I want to deliver you from some things. Let's begin to walk this out in your life every single day. Maybe you're trying to lose weight, run a marathon, whatever it is. You have a, a goal and you have a purpose. And when you understand that, you wake up in the morning, it matters. You know what? Spiritually, when you begin to do that and you realize, I have a purpose, I have a dream, I have something God's placed inside of me, and I'm going to go after that thing. When you begin to live that way, realizing you are minister of God, that God hears you as much as he hears me. I want you to hear that this morning, that God speak, can speak to you as much as he speaks to me, that God doesn't look down and say, I'll only tell the pastor. There's some churches that used to be, especially where the pastor had to tell you what God said. Listen to me. I'm not here to tell you what God said. I am, I'm, I mean, I am to tell you that this God only speaks through me. I'm here to help you become who God has called you to be so that you can read his word and know for yourself what he is saying to you. 
And if it's about one person on a stage doing everything, then we miss the understanding of what it means to be the New Testament church. The New Testament church was not one person on a stage preaching and everybody else hearing the message and going home. It was the church leaving and the church being the church. And we are called to be the church. The church is not a building. The church is people. And when we begin to understand that, we can go out of here and be the people of God. You have been created with a reason and a purpose. Will the worship team join me? I'm almost done this morning. Are you still with me? Say amen. So this morning, you say, how do I know God's purpose for my life? How do I know God's plans? There's, there's several things I could get into, and I'm not going to get into that right now. But I believe the best place to start is right here in this book. Just a minute ago, something happened to me that doesn't happen very often, but I kind of had a little vision while we were singing. And we sang a song that said, a, a cloud of fire by day, or a, a cloud by day and, a, and fire by night. And here's the thing about it. Whenever the Israelites were going, you know how they knew God was with them? Because they were following the cloud. The cloud by day, the fire by night. Everywhere they went, there was the cloud. They followed the cloud. And they knew he was with them. They knew he was protecting them. They knew it was happening in their life because they could see the cloud they followed and the fire by night that, that showed them the light. And a minute ago, as we're worshiping, it was like the Lord just showed me, what is that in these days? Because I don't know about you, I wish a cloud was following me the last few weeks. It's gotten kind of hot, right? And I've been outside when it was really dark and it would be nice to have a fire that was showing me the way around. So I was just thinking in my mind a minute ago as we're singing that, Lord, what does that look like today? And I felt like the Lord, it was like he showed me his word. And this is a, a weird illustration. Once again, the Lord speaks to me weird. I'm sorry. He knows, my, he knows my, my, my personality. But it was like I could see the word of God going over us and protecting us. I could see the word of God being something that we follow. And it was what is lighting our path. What did David say? Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And then he goes on to say, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And this morning, if you want to know God's purpose and destiny and plan, there's nothing wrong with asking people. There's nothing wrong with talking to people. But the best place you can find it is in the word of God. What does God say to you? Listen, I believe that God speaks to us. And I believe he speaks to our spirit and to our hearts. But I believe it never contradicts his word. And I believe he speaks through his word. You've probably seen this meme. But if you want to hear, hear a word of God out loud, read your Bible out loud. The truth is this. When you understand the word of God, that God has put in here what it means for you to live. All of a sudden you say, okay, Lord, what am I called to do? And you begin to open up the Bible and you begin to read. And God says, this is how I want to direct you. I am going to still be a cloud by day and a fire by night. But there have been times in my life that I've said to the Lord, Lord, I need a scripture. I need a word. I mean, there have been times where I've been very specific with God. And I've said, God, I need a word right now in this season. And God has directed me to a place. Now, there's been times I've opened up the Bible and I've put it, my finger there, and it was the stupidest thing I've ever, not, 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 it's the word of God, it's not stupid, but I'm just like, I'm not going to do that. Sorry, the word of God's not stupid, you know what I mean. <laughs> but whenever, my point is that if you're not careful, you will look at this thing and you will say, Lord, but if you will open up the word of God and let it speak to your hearts and your life, you'd be amazed 
and how God will direct your path. But today, it's your choice. Are you going to live life on purpose, or are you going to go through the motions? Are you going to wake up with a purpose, or are you just going to act like everything's fine and go through the motions? Are you going to go to church and be another religious, churchy person that just goes through the motions of church, or are you going to realize, I have a purpose and a destiny on my life? And I promise you, when you understand God's anointing and God's favor, when you understand God has blessed you for a reason, when you understand God has separated you for a reason, all of a sudden, all those things around the earth that, that have been tempting you, you don't want them as much anymore. You don't want all those things because you realize they're distractions. They're distractions from what God has for your life. The enemy's good at holding up these things. Look, go after this. Chase after this. Go after that relationship. Go after that job. Go after that thing there. And I said this Wednesday night, but I want you to know not everything that glitters is gold. Just because it looks good on the side doesn't mean it's what you're called to run after. I'll be honest, over the years there's been times people have called me and offered me jobs and positions that most people would probably run after because the money was bigger and the titles were bigger and all these kind of things. But at the end of the day, what I care about more than anything else is not money, not fame, not a title. I, I want to be smack dab in the middle of God's will and God's purpose in my life. And when I get to that place and I understand that, it's not about all that stuff because all that stuff is going to die. And one of, or it's going to go with me. One of these days, you're going to be out of here and you can't take that stuff with you. Your title doesn't go with you to heaven, okay? All the money you raise up doesn't go with you to heaven. Your bank account doesn't go. The big house you got doesn't go to heaven with you. Guess what? But whenever you get up there, all the eternal things you have done on the earth, that is what you are carrying with you. And I believe the eternal things happen when I understand my purpose and my destiny and I am walking in what God has for my life. Amen. Would you stand to your feet? Thank you so much for listening to this week's message. I pray it was a blessing to your heart, and I pray that it challenged you and encouraged you. I want to say a prayer over whatever you're going through right now. We believe we serve a God who is more than able to minister, to make a difference. And so I want to say a prayer over you right now. Father, I just thank you for those that are listening right now, that you are working in their life in ways they can't even see, that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above what they could ever ask or think. I just pray for strength right now for the journey. I pray that you be with them, continue to touch them and strengthen them. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Hey, thank you again for listening. We look forward to seeing you next week. If you want to find out more about us, you can go to our website at landmarkchurchok.com. We're on social media. We love you guys. Look forward to seeing you soon.